Hello, this is the Executive Girlfriends Group Next Gen uh, Mentoring Call, and my name is Cecilia Dahl, and with me here today is Chris Bradshaw, who's the COO of Plum Life, a one-year-old startup in Texas. Uh, welcome, Chris. Thanks for being on. Thank you very much, Cecilia. I'm thrilled about this. I am really thrilled about this, and I love the topic that you chose as well. Because So you've had an amazing career, and everybody knows you, and you know everyone, and you keep getting these unbelievably cool and interesting jobs, and today you're going to tell us about your career and about how you were able to use your networking and your contacts to take you on this unbelievable um, journey. So um, I think that's just an interesting thing for everyone to, to hear because you never know you could meet someone at any given time and you never know where it's going to take you um, in your future. So um, why don't I kind of hand it over to you, maybe just talk to us a little bit about your career and the jobs that you've had, um, the unbelievable jobs that you've had and, and where you are today and how how you got there. Well, thank you very much. And um, that's, I think that's a good idea and a good place for me to start because one of the things that I've heard a lot about lately, um, two of two things that are a lot about is mentoring and networking, right? And I think both of those things have been driven a lot by the economy, uh, about the, uh, by the fact that we can no longer do these long-term kind of gold gold watch careers that people were used to in the past. And I've heard a lot of talk about networking. And I've been really dissatisfied with the way people think of it and kind of some of the disdain that it's given. So I wanted to put networking in light of kind of in a historical light of my my kind of, again, my career, how I got where it was, and how you can think about networking a little differently, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, and you know, one of those things is why am I on this call today? Well, I'm on this call today because Patty, Chicken, <laughs> Cecilia, Judy, we all know each other. So there is so much to be said for who you know, um, and, and you know, and there's some cliches about that, and it's very true. But I think that cliche has been turned into that it's just about who you know, and it's not. You know, it's not about just the circles you run in and that you have to go to Harvard or, you know, you need to do whatever. It's about when you know these people, how you treat them um, and and the relationships that you establish with them. Because I could easily know all of you and I could know you in a way where you'd rather I never showed up on any of these calls. <laughs> <laughs> Bad chance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Right, but I think that we laugh, but it is the case that, you know, anyway. So, so you know, it's funny. When I looked at my resume and I think about networking, and I, I do a lot of what we might think of as formal networking where there's a place you go, there's a sequence of events that occur, you've learned your, you, you've learned your 30-second blurb or your one sentence about what you do, and you've learned your what people refer to as your ask, and you're doing all of these things. And I think that's one of the ways that networking gets a bad name. And then I've learned about, um, you know, there's a lot about relationships these days and about how you should build relationships, but that's not very practical either because what is the goal of that relationship? 
And you don't always have to have goals. Sometimes relationships are just about people that you love, and that's been mine. That's been the way I've lived my life, and that's been the way I've handled my networking. Now, the fact is that I find almost everyone that I come in contact with interesting, and I find that they all add value, and I'm genuinely interested in what they do, why they do it, who they are, and how they think. And I think that's been a lot of what's driven me to my success. Um, so I'm going back in my resume, as I was looking at, you know, why does anybody want to talk to me or hear what I have to say, I looked at one of the places on my resume, a company called Extra Online. And it's one of the things on my resume that doesn't exist anymore. We all have some of those now, or seem to. Um, and it's the one that's the most least interesting. It's got the least um, going for it. It's it's kind of weird. People skip it over when they're looking at my resume. It's got an ugly name. There's nothing else really intriguing about it. But I realized that that was one of the places in my life that triggered almost everything else of of goodness that happened afterwards. Hmm. So I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about the things that came from my experience at Extra Online and how being in a place and the people that you worked with while you're there and how you treated those people and what they knew about you and things like, things that we didn't know at the time, things like your personal brand, what are you known for, that kind of stuff, how I seem to have created one during my tenure there when I was kind of figuring out who I am and what I do, that kind of has lived with me and served me well ever since. Interesting. Now, just because I haven't heard of Extra Online, can you exactly. <laughs> tell us what it is? <laughs> tell us where it went. Yeah. <laughs> so Chicky's laughing because Chicky and I, that's actually when she and I met. Oh. Extra Online. And you're laughing, Cecilia, because you're like, yeah, right, I've never heard of Extra Online. No. So Extra Online was a, was a venture capital-backed startup in the travel space. It was founded, I think, in 1996, probably, five or six. And I joined it in 1997. They were, they were one of the precursors to the corporate online travel. Um, so right now in the industry, there's Travelocity Business, Orbits for Business, Agencia, which is the Expedia version, all of these kind of online corporate travel solutions. Mm -hmm. And Extra Online was one of the first, if not the first, maybe the second. And I left Travelocity, the great, wonderful Travelocity, to go to work at Extra Online because I thought that the corporate travel solutions would grow faster and be embraced faster than the consumer-based ones. Uh -huh. So little did I know, right? Little did. But you. But what's interesting about that is, no matter what, this is very. I know the story's going somewhere, and I can't wait to hear kind of all the stuff that you had going on there. But I can already tell that even though this is kind of this little blip, it's hugely significant time for you that kind of molded you into who you are and who you know and and how you then grew into other roles, right? 
It's exactly right. It's exactly right. And, you know, it's one of those things that you can't, you don't know it's happening when you're there. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. have no idea that's what's happening when you're there. But it's the, but for me it was the place where I finally got the exposure I needed to get. Um, you know, when you're in a company like Sabre, you're one of kajillions of people. You know, when you're <laughs> at a company like Extra Online, I think there were maybe 45 employees at the most at in any given point. So, and one of the things that came out of my time at Extra Online was my relationship to Chicky, and Chicky has stayed a key part of my life ever since. Um, when she and I met, we were actually working on a mobile solution. You know, everybody thinks wow. All this. Yeah, everybody. <sighs> Chicky was representing Nin- Eric. Nineteen ninety nine, and my uh, Kira was asking me yesterday when I had my first cell phone. And it was that, um, oh, it was made by Palm. Oh, And I had wow. Internet access, and I sat in the room with Chris at Ericsson. She was with Extra Online, and I bought MobileTravel.com, just so you know. <laughs> this is <laughs> 1999. You guys, are cut- you guys have always been cutting edge. You have leading been. Edge. Leading edge. Leading edge, I edge. they call it. Yes, leading edge. <laughs> and we have... Band-Aids to prove it, right? <laughs> so, um, so that's so. So, Chicky and I um, be, met there. We we met when Extra Online was working um, with Ericsson um, as part of a mobile solution. We were going to be the underpinnings of the travel um, application, if you will, that their that their mobile technology was going to use using the internet, etc. And if I follow that thread, just the Chicky thread, out through the balance of my life, after Chicky, um, after Extra Online died, and it was actually sold, um, it was sold to a company in California that had all sorts of employee engagement solutions called Peregrine, um, mm-hmm. solutions like Remedy and um, things like that that some people have heard of and was then sold by Peregrine to American Express. And the technology team is still in place, still working with the product that's might you know, transitioned dramatically in the last ten or fifteen years. Um, with American Express in Phoenix and their technology campus there. Hmm. So so the Chicky so Chicky Thread took me. Um Chicky is a consultant as you all know, or she was at the time and doing major consulting engagements. She got an engagement with um, some casino companies in Las Vegas. She was hired to create a company and business called LasVegas.com, which was um, an online travel agency that sold specifically Las Vegas, one of the very first city-specific destination-named city.coms that did e-commerce. Previous to that, most of the city.coms had been um, had been publishing entities. Many of them still are. And through that, I helped her out a little bit on some things because she knew me. She was um, satisfied with the work I had done for her and with her at Extra Online. And I've been president of that company. Mm. There you go. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And 
you know, and so the presidency there triggered a whole bunch of things and, and, and on and on. But that was Chicky with Extra Online, right? And because of Chicky, I now, um, I'm a member of EGG. I've been on the board of EGG since she founded that. And um, she claims that it was a conversation with me that actually made EGG happen. <laughs> I right. love the fact that I was, that I was for something that has been so helpful and wonderful for so many of us. So and then, you know, I, I think an important thing, Cecilia, is, and I'm sure that Chris is about to lead into this, because I, I tried to get Chris to come and work for a startup that I was working on uh, six years ago, and it just it wasn't the right place, it wasn't the right time. And, and at the time, I remember thinking, well, maybe Chris just isn't, um, you know, she needs something further along, uh, a and the various stages of a company are really, really important and, and also play into her current story. So, Chris, I'll, I'll just uh, let let that go. And, Cecilia, if you have anything else you wanted to add there. No, I think uh, I want to hear how the story goes on. I mean, I think it's – and this is only one thread, right, of the whole networking um, aspect. It's it's one connection that just takes you so far. I'm sure there's there's others, but where did you go from there? Well, so I'm going to go back to Extra Online again. So basically, oh. if I if I were standing in front of all of you guys, I'd be standing there with my whiteboard. I'd have Extra Online in the middle of the page, and I'd have circled it, and I'd have these arrows coming out of it, right? And then what's funny is that they tend to merge and link and overlap. It's kind of like they move around like little bubbles. So one of the other threads um, was a guy named Brian Hammer. And Brian and I had worked at Travelocity together. And when we needed some really strong marketing skills at Extra Online, I hired him in. And he came in and he worked with us for about a year. Well, mm-hmm. 10 years later, 10 years later, he was talking to a woman in Dallas. And she said she she had a startup here in Dallas. And she was talking about needing a certain set of skills for her startup and he said you know I think I know the perfect woman for you her name is Chris Bradshaw Mm. and so that woman her name's Reagan Fearon she's the CEO of Plum Life and founder of Plum Life she reached out to Mm. someone else that had been helping her his name was Scott Jarrett and she said to Scott well someone's saying that I should work with a woman called Chris Bradshaw and that you might know her. What do you think? Well, Scott Jarrett had also worked with me at Extra Online (laughs) and had been a consultant that we had brought in to work through a product roadmap based on where technology was going. So it was specifically about the future of technology. And Scott Jarrett now works at the patent office. And he's one of those people that decides whether your submission gets approved as a patent or not. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think I need to know him. I was just going to say, <laughs> can I get an introduction? <laughs> Good people to know. So, so Scott Jarrett, so Reagan reached out to Scott Jarrett, who also knew me from 10 years earlier, and he said, well, Reagan – Absolutely, you need to meet Chris Bradshaw. I sent her your, re- I sent you her resume three months ago. Oh wow! <laughs> so both of those connections, which is now the reason I have the job as Chief Operating Officer of Plum Life, 
from two men that I worked with for a short period of time at Extra Online. Mm-hmm. It's amazing okay. how things come full circle like that. They do come full circle like that. And both of them thought about me for the exact same position with the exact same woman because of the work that I had done when they knew me when, right? Right. So, And that they were willing to recommend me to somebody because of the work that I had done. So yesterday, so that's one thread, right? And one of the arrows out of two of the arrows out of Extra Online, and they merged back together. And then yesterday, I was having lunch um, with a young man named Corey Rosemond. He's not so young. He's in his late 30s or 40s. And um, Corey Rosemond was sitting with Reagan and I talking about the gamification of plum life. So gamification is a way of of, of describing um, applications that have added gaming elements to keep you engaged with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've been talking about how, um, you know, getting progress on your organization, getting kudos and gold stars for being extremely organized in your life would be an interesting way of compelling usage of a calendar system, right? Mm-hmm. We, and, and so we were talking and learning about how we might add gaming elements and progress elements and things to our product with Corey. And Corey is an associate professor at SMU in the Guild Hall, which is a specific college in SMU that's based on gaming, and they teach um, gamers. Well, Corey used to work at Extra Online in the marketing department. <laughs> right? All roads lead to Extra Online. All roads lead to Extra Online. And you know, and we were funded by Austin Ventures, which is a VC firm and um, based here in Dallas. And now we're looking for venture capital, so those connections always come in handy, etc. But I just thought, you know, it's a short conversation today. It's only, you know, we're only on for like 30 minutes or so, and I could probably I can find even more connections. But I wanted to talk about how you never know, and how networking is such a kind of, it's a deeper thing than I think it gets treated when people talk about how you should have a firm handshake and how you should, you know, um, walk up and and have a list of people that you're trying to meet at some event. It's not about a specific place. It's not about just handing out business cards. Networking is about who you are almost every single day. Very true. And there's, very interestingly, there's so many different types of, well, there's different types of networking and different types of networkers. And, you know, throughout the course of your life and your career, I think you become, you fall into different networking roles. And they're all very important. Um, Obviously, the ones, the the networking role that you had at Extra Online was unbelievable for you. Life-changing in a lot of ways. You didn't didn't know it then. Exactly. I didn't know it then. And I think... For for me, when I went back and I looked at that, because I actually am quite a good networker in the traditional sense. I have no problem walking into a room of people I don't know. I have no problem walking out with one or two things, you know, one or two people, this or that, and kind of adding to my circle of acquaintances or contacts or whatever. But many people are not that way. And I mm-hmm. and, and 
you know, and, and you're also very focused usually on your job, so you're not looking for the next job. You're not, you know, it's challenging when people say, well, you've got to always be looking or you've got to always be doing this. And I wanted people to know that doing well at what they're doing and keeping those relationships alive, even if it's only touching base with people every couple of years or just reaching out and congratulating them when you see that they changed their title on LinkedIn or something like that, mm-hmm. enough for people to remember you and for you to get, for those people to have an impact, a positive impact on you in your life. You don't have to be a professional networker to have your network work in your favor. Very true. Very true. I, You know, I think we all have networking stories. I actually have... When I started this company, Smart Destinations, I went back to the very first boss I ever had because I knew she was the best of the best of the, the skill set that I needed. And I said, come work for my company. And she did. And I went to the person who was the vice president of that company and said, I'm looking for investors. And she invested. And that had been, you know, it had been six or seven years since I had even talked to them. But um, like you said, I mean, it just if you're keeping in touch and you have if you work hard and you let your work quality stand for who you are, it will go with you for your entire lifetime. And people yes. will remember that your work quality is at a level that they're willing to recommend and it can take you to unbelievable places. That's exactly um, right. Yeah. Exactly and it, right. You never, never, never know, <laughs> which, yeah. is, uh, which is amazing. I love that story. I love that you just shared that because I think when it, we always talk about what you should do, you should do, you should do, but we very I don't often hear people talking about what it did for them, you know. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to share what things that have happened out of the experiences, you know, and and it's been and it's always blessings. I mean, it's just amazing blessings. You know, Chicky, you you know, it's all it's all good stuff. I mean, funny, you know, not everybody, Cecilia, would think you and I would actually have the relationship we have based on how we met. I know. I know. <laughs> I, and isn't that, should we, should we share the story? I think we have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, you want me to share it? Sure. Um, okay, so, well, uh, the way that Chris and I know each other is um, that it was several years ago, I think, we were hiring for a chief marketing officer, and uh, Chris was a candidate for the position of chief marketing officer at Smart Destinations, and she went through several rounds of um, of interviewing and ended up not getting the job. And actually, to my sort of... Um, uh, I guess what I call it, not, not you know, not not necessarily the result that I had wanted from that interview process with Chris, and so we ended up staying connected um, because I think you know when we met and we interviewed, we very much think along the same lines and do things like similarly and thought about the business the same way. So uh, we kind of connected after the process, and I was. So impressed, actually, that you said, I I really, you know, I want to stay connected, and I really wanted to stay connected with you. And then somehow I ended up getting connected with Chicky because of Terry Jones, and I didn't know that Chicky knew you. And then we went to the first egg thing, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. Here's Chris Bradshaw. There's something here. You know, the, the connections just keep on coming. Um and uh, and I'm so glad because you're um, you know you just continue to be impressive and every time I meet you I'm impressed and 
you never know. And I'll just put that out there. You never, never know. And I think it's a great topic for this particular group of next generation leaders because the way that most people get into senior level executive positions is not by necessarily just applying for a job and walking in. It's by someone calling someone saying, hey, you need to talk to this person and that person and I've worked with them and this is what they can do. Very few people in senior roles actually um, send a resume. Exactly, and so to the to that point, which is I think is a great point, the chief operating officer role of Plum Life did not exist. She was not out interviewing for that job, mm-hmm. and uh, so when she met me, we just de- we just de- you know she decided we decided that she needed yeah. it, and we created that role. And pre- the, you know the president of LasVegas.com did happen to exist, but they were not looking to replace him. Until you know, I showed up, or actually, I didn't take the job, and then they they came and begged me to. But that it was kind of you know, it, it is the case that most of the actually probably the last four jobs I have had, there were no job descriptions, there were no um, you know wrecks out there mm-hmm. for the position. Yeah, I mean, hiring um, as an, another, just another key, just to that point, hiring in any company is a very risky proposition, and it, it it is less risky if you know the person's skills and are comfortable with them than if you're just meeting someone and you have, you know, a two-hour interview and then followed by a six-hour interview, and you can actually tell, meet someone that you know and say, you have this skill set, and even though it doesn't match what I'm looking for right now, I see how you can take my company forward, and you make room for talent in a business. Uh, you always make room for talent because that's how you move things forward. Um, and it's it, the, what happened with you at Plum Life is the perfect example. Um, and uh, and it's happened, you know, to many people that I that I know. And I've I've done that for people um, at all levels in the business. Exactly. You you know you have the most recent um, amongst the group of us chatting here right now. You've got the most recent experience with having done a lot of hiring and having to figure out how to make those hires and how to organize that business. And I know that you are often hiring for the person to yes. because of the skills that they are bringing to you. And it wasn't even necessarily – sometimes you rearrange the org chart a little bit to fit yep. that person in because you know that they'll get you someplace. Right, exactly, exactly. That's how it works. And um, and so as just to kind of underscore what you've been saying this whole time here, being, you know, while you're in your day-to-day doing your role, you are networking and you're you're giving people the impression of how you how your skills translate to um to productivity and to results. And that uh goes for for the for your whole career. And I and I think that that's a wonderful thing to close with, which is because the funny thing about the extra online on my resume is, in many ways, it was not a it was not a success, right? In many ways, I'm not able to point to it and say that we grew that business from this to that, or we sold it for, you know, the three times the the venture capital investment, or we did all of these in in what you would consider the traditional success metrics that people are often looking for. So in many ways, when I look at 
that on my resume. I struggle with how to present it properly from that perspective. But, mm. you know, and what did I do there that was so, you know, valuable? How can I claim that I had, you know? <laughs> and so, but it's, but, you know, but looked at from a different way, it was one of the key positive and positive experiences of my career. Great story. Thank you so much. I'm going to I'm going to stop the recording. Hang tight everybody.